0: You are listening to the Central Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Hi, I'm Pastor Adam Burton, and thank you for tuning in to this week's message. Before we get to it, though, I would love for you to join us for church online each Sunday morning at 1045. You can watch on our website at cbcmaysville.com or on our Facebook page at Central Baptist Church. Also, if you are local, we would love for you to join us in person each Sunday at 1045. We are located right on the banks of the Ohio River in the east end of Maysville, Kentucky at 437 Central Avenue. If we can pray for you, reach out to us on our website at cbcmaysville.com or on our prayer hotline. That number is 305 707 That's 305-707-7729. Well, I hope you enjoy this message. This morning, if you have a Bible, go ahead and turn to John chapter Seven. Uh, we are. am um, going to be picking it up in verse 37, John chapter seven, going through the the end of of the chapter. Uh, you may have saw on on Facebook uh, that uh, we had our family in, and some of my sister and brother in law are still there. From Silas, um, everybody's got the sinus gunk going on. He woke up and. It was better for them to, to stay at home this morning and uh, worship online. They get a second dose of, of my my preaching. Uh, I'm sure they uh, are paying close attention, taking detailed notes of it. But, um, but it was it was a great celebration yesterday. He, he turns two on uh, Wednesday, uh, February the 3rd. And um, many of you all remember, hopefully remember that. Uh, uh, well, it was right before church time, I believe, on that on that Sunday night, right uh, before the Super Bowl kicked off. And uh, uh, Tom Brady uh, won with uh, the New England Patriots. Uh, we're seeing, is he going to win again with the uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I don't know. But uh, I remember getting a text a uh, little later from, uh, um, from from Lindsay saying that, uh, as we kind of let you know that uh, he had been uh, born, that you were uh, singing, um, because he lives. And how sweet to hold a newborn newborn baby. And it's neat to see the transformation of him over these last couple of years. And honestly, and it's one of the the sad parts about this pandemic that we're in, is that, you know, back when things were normal, whatever that was, uh, he wasn't walking. <laughs> you know, he wasn't able to walk. And now he's, I mean, he's, he's barreling, barreling through. But uh, for us to, to, to see that, you know, he's gone from the little bitty infant to the pretty stout, little little boy and and we were celebrating and having a, a, a tootle's birthday he loves the mouse and uh, and and as we were celebrating I, I just kept kept looking at him and and one very grateful that God has, has put him in, in my life and uh, but at the same time what a great responsibility uh, that is to, uh, to to steward what God has given us and to into raising him into uh, a man that is um, that is a, a godly person, as we've sung this morning, as God's word tells us. And one thing that really just kind of, it just kept running through my mind, and it still is, and those of you that have been parents a lot longer than I have, I have a feeling you tell me it never goes away, but is that we we live in such a state of, Uncertainty and confusion, and I'm not talking about just the last year; I'm talking about the last, you no, know, millennia. <laughs> and um, it just, but it just seems now things kind of accelerated. Is that you know it, 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 it's it's harder to discern what is what is right and what is wrong, what is you know straight beliefs, and 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 we just we're in this season of. Of confusion. I mean, even just this this last week. I mean, you got you know we have a video game store company that you know is on the brink of bankruptcy, and then you got some. I mean, I don't say this pejoratively, but some nerds that are on on on, on some message boards, and they decide, look, we we don't want them, so they they inflate the stock. So now we have a. So do you invest in, in GameStop and to make some money, or or do we? See it go under. I, I don't know what the the future holds for that. And uh, but but it seems like what you know you, you what we used to, to bank on that is is going to get you through. You know, just uh, uh, study hard and and um, and you know keep you you know don't run with the wrong crowd and you know be in church and that, you know those are the things that are going to set you up for success in in life and. I still believe that is 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 the right path to go, but you always wonder what's going to happen when he gets old enough to kind of make his own choices and decisions and and um, and all of the other voices that are that are speaking into him. Which one is is going to stick out to him? And I say this to lead us into our. Our passage this morning—it's kind of this theme that we're in right here in the in the um, in the sort of the middle of John, the Gospel of John—is is that Jesus is uh, um, becoming more and more vocal about who he is and what he has come to do, and 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 with this proclamation, uh, that the people that are are hearing him, uh, they're not really sure what to believe. Because they've been taught from a young child, from birth, basically, to that in order to inherit eternal life, you must must follow the law. And how do you do that? Well, really, I mean, yes, you 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 um, look to the, the, the law and the prophets, but it's ultimately based on what the rabbis or the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, that the, what they tell you to. And so Jesus comes on the scene and says, "Look, these guys, they." They're not really. They've got it wrong. They've got it. They've got it backwards. And and so so these these men in this society that they they look up to and honestly they have authority over them. They don't like what Jesus is saying so much so that now it's out in the open that they are seeking to kill him. And and so today we're gonna gonna see what Jesus again in the midst of of division, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of chaos, that Jesus brings clarity. It seems that things are getting more complicated by the day. But the message that Jesus brings is a message of simplicity. It's simple in the fact that Even a a child can hear it and can believe. But yet it is deep enough that we can never get to the bottom of God's grace. So let's read this passage here this morning. John chapter 7, starting verse 37. On the last day of the feast, the, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, Let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said out about the spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. And When they heard these words, some of the people said, This really is the prophet. Then others said, this is the Christ. But some said, Is the Christ to come from Galilee? Has not the scripture said that the Christ comes from the offspring of David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So there was a division among the people over him, and some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. The officers then came to the chief priests and Pharisees who who said to them, Why did you not bring him? The officers answered, No one ever spoke like this man. The Pharisees answered to them, Have you also been deceived? Have any of the authorities or Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd that does not know the law is accursed. Nicodemus, who had gone with them before, who was one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Search and see that... No prophet arises from Galilee. God bless the reading of his holy word. So Jesus is has gone from saying, Look, I'm not, my time's not yet come. I'm not gonna, gonna go to, to, to the festival of, of feasts or the festival of booths, and when his brothers try to get him, and then he goes and he's in, kind of in the in the background, just kind of seeing what's going on, then he starts teaching. And uh, now this is kind of the climax of his of his teaching. He says that if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Now, for us, we've heard several passages on on Jesus being the living water, right? Jesus with, at the, the the well with the, the Samaritan woman, right? She says, I "Just give me some of this water, so that I never thirst again." Thinking that is, you know, some type of of, of magic fountain, and and Jesus says, "No, I'm 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 that water," and 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 so for for us reading this, I don't think we're going to quite grasp it as. As the original hearers of of this of uh, this book would have, have done so, because it happened on the last day of this feast, the feast of of the booths or the feast of of the tents, um, and, uh, and and so uh, this this feast as we already said, is, is one of the, the, the more popular feasts. In fact, it's probably the, the one that, that has the largest turnout because of the, uh, the time of the year that it is, it is in and, um, and the significance also. So people, Jews are coming from all over to Jerusalem for this season. It's a seven-day celebration where they live in tents um, to, to remember back to, to their ancestors in, in the exodus. And, and so why Jesus is, is claiming that he is the living water would be so significant to them is that that water truly was their life source. It wasn't something that you could just go turn on, on the tap and get it to, to come out or go buy a bottle, and I still don't know. This is a common theme with me. My water bottle somewhere around, around here. Uh, but... Um, you know, water is kind of something we, we just take for granted. Some of us don't even like water, so you know, we we stick to pop. And you're like, you know, you probably need to get more uh, more water. But but think about the climate that the, in Israel it is mostly deserts, <laughs> and water it, it can be scarce. And especially when the Jews were in Exodus, where they were traveling, they they had no home. They couldn't go back to the well that was was there because they feared for their lives. But during this time, God provided water for them. God provided water miraculously for them out of, out of the rock. And so this water truly was, their ancestors were on the brink of death, of, 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 of dehydration, and, and, God, and God saved them. He gave them life. And so Jesus is saying, look, as look, I am the living water. That water that your ancestors drank, it yes, it, 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 it saved them and for their offspring to continue, but the water that I have, you will never go thirsty again. And in verse 38, Jesus refers back to the scriptures because, look, the Jews are accusing him of disobeying the scriptures. So he's pointing them back, to saying, Look, look, you already believe this. You're just being told that, you know, that this is really too good to be, to be true. So he says, the Scriptures say that out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So we're not talking about physical H2O, but we're talking about the heart of of Jesus. The heart of God. For God so loved these Jews. God so loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son Jesus. That whoever believes in Him, as the living water will not perish, but has everlasting life. So He's speaking about the, this, the Holy Spirit. Now we we we, we see here that that, that um, John kind of gives in a, a parenthetical and aside here uh, to to explain a little bit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come, right? because we know that it came at at Pentecost, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. So He's foretelling that that look. That those will have the living water the spirit will provide with them until until you are in in glory so this message of living water Jesus is saying look just come to me you don't have to worry about following all of all of the rules all of the rituals you don't have to worry about not doing certain things no the only thing that you must Must do is believe in me, and I will give you everlasting life. It's so it's in some ways it's right there in front of them in the person, it's also right there in in their in their scriptures, but yet they still could not see it, at least not all of them. So after Jesus proclaims this we we see that that the message of Jesus that Jesus does divide people right we had some here that says look he he really is the prophet then others say no this this is the Christ the, the Messiah and so some you know they're thinking wow he he knows things that that nobody knows and, and he speaks in a way that nobody but he speaks I think we might need to listen to him but but yet they're not ready to believe and then others do see yes he is who the bible speaks of but then you have got the questioners the skeptics and you know I, I sometimes it's it's easy to to kind of push back and to talk down to those that, that may be questioning, that may be skeptical about, about Christianity. And, and honestly, I want us to be a place. I want to be the kind of Christian. I want us to be the kind of church that, that welcomes skeptics because we don't need to be, to be afraid of, of them for one. No, we need to, to, to love them. But because the message of Jesus is defensible, now some will hear and believe. Some may not, and they may they may move on. But but they're not just blindly following following Jesus because the others in the crowd are doing, or maybe their mom or dad did, or maybe they you know grew up in a certain kind of of the church. No, they said, "Look, isn't the Christ to come from?" Galilee, which is, uh, which is, um, or is this Christ to come from Galilee, which is Jesus, where Nazareth was, and it's like nothing good can come out of Nazareth. It's the place where nobody really wanted to wants to go. No, Messiah. The Bible says he's to come from from Bethlehem, right? He is of the house of David. Now, thankfully, we've got two thousand years of church history and of Christmases to know that. Where was Jesus born? In Bethlehem. So, really, it's just a simple clarification. Jesus, look, I was born in Bethlehem. Now, yes, he 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 did um, um, grow up in in Nazareth and in in Galilee. And so, this division was a deep division, a dangerous one, right? Some people were believing, but then others wanted to arrest him, but nobody laid a hand on him. Because his time had not yet come, and so word gets back. the The officers they go back to the the chief priests. They're you know back there in their holy huddle, um, you know, and um, sitting back there, you know, pontificating about certain things, thinking that, that why they are the best, and that anybody that disagrees with them is um, is an enemy and, and uh, needs to be removed. And but even the. The officers, those, the, the, you know, the, the policemen that, that, that come back and, you know, the, 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 the Pharisees are like, why didn't you bring him with you? I'm like, Man, I don't, I've never heard anybody talk like this guy. I just don't, I don't feel comfortable breathing. And, and in, a, in a culture and in a um, religion that demands absolute authority, absolute authority, Respect, absolute, unwavering um, uh, loyalty. Could you imagine what how this must have fell on the Pharisees' ears? Like what you're listening to, this guy. You're not trusting us. I'm sure that that didn't go down very, very well with them. And in fact, in verse 49, the Pharisees say this crowd does not know the law is accursed. It is those that are not of Jesus, honestly, we would say those of the world that claimed to be the religious ones, they're the ones that are casting condemnation on on really the The common folk, they don't know the law like like we do. And and so because of that, they're not as intellectual. They're not of the right pedigree. They're not from the right place that, look, if they if they're not on our side, then then they're accursed. It's easy to say when, you know, the the um, you know, the levels of 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 the, the social ladder are are quite. Quite far, right? So you know, you got the the Pharisees up here. And then you've just got the you know the old common Jew down down here. Nobody's gonna you know and to say, although it's absolutely wrong, but nobody's gonna really question that. In fact, those officers probably kind of chuckled a little bit. You know, oh yeah, those little you know peasant people. But look at verse fifty. One of them, Nicodemus, came with him before, and he he was one of them. Hey, we, we know this is the second time John, Nicodemus comes in and only three times in all the Bible, all in John's gospel. And so now John, Nicodemus is kind of sitting in this you know, smoke-filled room with the, with the Pharisees, and he says, look, makes a very rational comment. Does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? Absolutely Absolutely, that's what the law says, right? That's what our law says and it is good and it is, and it is right to hear them out. But we find that just as could be done 2,000 years ago, it's easily can be done and may even be done today is that we twist the law to when it benefits us. And then when it doesn't, benefit us, then we like, well, that's not exactly, that's not exactly right. And, and so, so Nicodemus is just making a rational comment. Let's just hear the guy. He, I mean, here, he's not even saying, look, I'm a follower. I, you, know, you know, I was with him back in the days, and I, you know, I said, you know, uh, you know the, uh, where he told me that if I just believe, I'll have eternal life, and I did. He's not saying that. And honestly, I'm not real sure he is a believer at this moment. But he defends Jesus in a way that nobody else has, ha, is doing. And because of that, he faces ridicule. <laughs> right? Look, they say to him, are you from Galilee too? Are you from Podunk, nowhere? He said, you go and you search. And no prophet arises from, from Galilee. As they're saying, look, you don't know the law like we do. You might as well just be one of, one of them. So, we, for us to, today, as 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 Christians, maybe as unbelievers, and as as a church, I I see a few things that 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 we can glean from this passage that we can I pray with the power of the Holy Spirit, um, live out. First, I would just to, to speak to those that, um, that you know, we, we, we come here to, to church. We've been in the church and we've professed faith in, in Jesus Christ. We would say, yes, we have tasted that living water and, oh, it is, is good is that we know, just as it was 2,000 years ago, that those that take a stand for Jesus will face some form of of persecution. You know, it, it may be like Cole or name-changed guy from, from our mission moments this morning who is in a country where if they found out that he was a, a missionary, that, that you know, his very life could be um, could be in danger. Or it may just be that when you, you know, walk into the, you know, the 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 break room or wherever the cubicles at, at work and you're hearing, and then, like, oh, look, here's church guy coming in. We gotta, you know, clean up the language now for him. And then it's like, ha, 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 yeah, yeah. Or, sadly, it may be in the... The, the 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 culture and the the changing of society that uh, that we are in that where we take a stand for biblical principles where we may be called certain names that it may affect us in the ring of society we may be said we're on the wrong side of of history as if anybody can predict what the future is going to look like the only one that I know that, that can do that is the one that wrote this book. And so I think if we're going to be on the right side of history, we need to, we need to be people of the book. But knowing that, it is not only worth it, it is not only worth it, the 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 benefit, the beauty of of Jesus far outweighs anything that we we can grasp hold of in today. To understand that there may be challenges. I think that's one of the beautiful things that God has given us the church, that when times get, 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 get tough and get difficult, that that we cling together, we bear one another's burdens, that we 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 encourage each other and and we support one another. One another. I heard a um, recently a, a um, kind of in, the, in just the, in the church world, uh, just kind of looking at the the future state of of, of the church. And um, you know, some have said, and I, I, again, I can't, I don't know what the the future holds. But uh, um, but that, that sadly, at the whenever we can look back and say, COVID pandemic is over, that. Looking at about one in five churches are going to close. That's, that's a lot of churches. But not just that is that many churches. There's going to be be people that uh, that are um, no longer going to be in our churches. Some you know because of just the division in our church. And sadly, I know many that that are leaving churches because one they're either meeting or they're not meeting. And they're like you know what, I'm just going to move on to another church, or, or and sadly, when I feel probably going to be the majority of them is they're just going to fade out of church completely. And, and, but this one person said that honestly, what while it is bad, and we we never want to lose, and we should do everything we we can to to plead and to to bring people into the church, but is that we will know who is there for the right, the right reasons, for those that that are, um, that are, are truly seeking to, to follow Jesus in the midst of things when it, when it really costs us. Because I think one of the things we will kind of see just in this transition is that while, yes, it used to be the kind of thing where, you know if you were a business leader in, 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 in the community, my goodness, you were a part of the biggest church in town. Well, and that's where your business contacts were, you know. And and, um, and you, you could, I mean, it used to be. I don't know if it is anymore, but you know, you'd put that you're a, a deacon at so and so church. You put that on your resume because you know what? That gives you extra credibility. And sadly, we're in the time now where, look, you put that on there, they're going to start saying, okay, well, now our policies say that you have to believe this, this, and this. Do you believe any differently than than that? And you're like, well. I don't, I, 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 I just, that That looks a little odd. I'm not sure I can go there. And then I was, sorry, you can't work here. And so we're in this midst, a time where, you know what? It may cost us more, but the rewards are going to be far greater. Secondly, I just want to speak to, to those, to us as a church. You know, we we see how Jesus brought a clear, concise, and simple message to, to the people. He stood with courage, knowing that he was to be killed. People were seeking to kill him. He didn't waver. But he also spoke with graciousness. Now we see in other areas where he, he goes after the Pharisees, but but look, they're not here at this point. And he's speaking with gentleness. He said, look, if anyone who thirsts, let him come to me. I'm not going to, there's no barrier here. Just let him come to me and then I, I will give him a drink. And so Jesus, yes, he was there in person, in the flesh, but we as the church, we are the bride of, of Christ. The church is, is the bride of Christ. And so, and, and so we are an extension. We are a part of, of, of God's grand plan for all of, of humanity. From the foundation of the world till when Jesus returns and we're in glory. And so how do we as a church live in this season we're in? And, and, and I think we can simply look to, to Jesus here. We see that there was great uncertainty about what we were to believe. Do we need to follow the, you know the, the, the cultural norms of the, the religious leaders? Or do we follow this man who says he has eternal life? And really, well, you know, it's hard to believe because what others are telling us just doesn't make sense. But, but what he says really does make sense. So they're in this season of confusion, but Jesus brings clarity. And I think we, as a church, in right now, in the midst of where we are and in the future, We need to be a people of of clarity. Our main message is the message of Jesus. We can phrase it in different ways. We can say, come to Jesus, and he will give you living water. Say, put your faith and trust in, in him, and he will give you eternal life. The gospel is our message. So everything we 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 do should flow from the gospel. Does that mean that you know we, we don't need to get involved in, in in social causes? Well, that depends. Does the social cause line up with scripture? We had sanctity of, of, of life, we focused a couple weeks ago, and and, you know, this past Friday was the, 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 the March for Life. And we as Christians should stand for all life, as they say, from the womb to the, to the tomb. <laughs> so whenever we see life, being threatened, whether that be through abortion, or whether that be through injustices in society, or, or whether that, that, that be through mistreatment of, of the elderly, we should we should take a stand on that. But we don't do so in a way that clouds the gospel. For it is only Jesus that, that truly saves. And so, yes, we, we are to take a stand, not on everything, but on, on things that where Scripture speaks, we should speak. And in, in where it doesn't, as a church, we, we probably shouldn't. And so, yes, we, should, we need to uh, focus our mission on the gospel individually, And I know we're in a in a weird time because now it's as far as inviting others to church, it's kind of uncomfortable to do it. It, It's always been a little uncomfortable, but you don't know that. Well, if they're going to take offense of it because they're you know because of of COVID or or um, or or, you know different you know because of you know that, that whole situation, they may you know may burn friendship because of. Of that, and I would just say, man, really listen to the spirits. I think all of us have somebody on mind that, you know, what? Maybe they've been in our church, and you know, look, not judging anybody here, but uh, you know, you've seen them out and about, you've you've seen them other places, and but you haven't seen them. Look, we're not here to beat people up. We're not the to say, man, look, I've been there every Sunday. You're, you know, you're not as good as... Well, that's not what Jesus did. That's the Pharisees, okay? But to offer that invitation because we don't want to provide any barrier to Jesus. To so be people of inviting, be people of sharing the gospel. And as we just try to figure out what church is going to look like, we're, I want us to, to be our focus. And to everything, uh, kind of be extensions of that to point people to to point people to Jesus. And lastly, for those that have not yet trusted in Jesus, have not yet taken a drink of that living water, come, come to Him, because He will give you that drink. And it will never leave you. It will never forsake you. It will be with you until he comes or you go home. Because without Jesus, we have nothing. You know, Jesus, he's talking about this living water. And we're, in just a few short chapters, we're going to get to kind of the uh, most of the Gospel of John is surrounding the week of of his crucifixion, and the water, the living water, eternal life, comes through a another fountain, uh, not Jacob's well, not a fountain of you know life. <laughs> but it's a fountain filled with blood. It's a fountain that could only come through one person, Jesus, because he lived that perfect life that we couldn't live. So he gave his life. He was that once and final sacrifice for the sins of humanity. And it's through the blood of Jesus that we can be saved. So what is it that washes away our sin? It is it, is it, is it for being good rule keepers? Is it you know what is it standing on the right side of history? Is it is it is it doing good for those that are struggling in in life? Now the only thing that could wash away our sins is the blood of Jesus. So come, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Come, all who are thirsty, and he will give you a drink of living water and you never thirst again. Pastor Adam again, thank you for listening to this message. Do you feel God working in your heart? Is he calling you to be saved? Are you ready to follow Jesus? If so, we want to hear from you. Reach out to us on our website at cbcmaysville.com or on our prayer hotline at 305-707-PRAY. That's 305-707-7729. We want to connect with you to send you some free resources to help you to know what it looks like to follow Jesus. And I would love to hear your feedback on our sermon podcast. You can email me personally at adam at adamburton.net. And don't forget both our online church service at cbcmaysville.com and on Facebook, as well as our in-person service every Sunday at 1045. I'll be there and I hope you are too. Well, I look forward to joining you again next week for Central Baptist Church's sermon podcast. God bless.